If you are looking to elevate your leadership and drive your nonprofit forward, I invite you to subscribe to the Successful Nonprofits newsletter. Every week, I curate exclusive shareworthy content that sparks inspiration, innovation, and conversation. From the latest trends to timeless advice, the weekly email newsletter is your all-access pass to a treasure trove of resources. But receiving the newsletter is not just about staying informed. It's also about getting our best content first. Subscribers get first access to our newest downloadable templates designed to propel your leadership and amplify your impact. And that's not all, my friend. We are constantly working on new ways to support you and your mission. So as a subscriber, you'll get updates on our latest projects, opportunities to participate in surveys, and a say in the topics that we tackle next. You will essentially get me as a consultant, coach, and confidant in your inbox, ready to help you navigate the challenges of nonprofit leadership. So if you're an executive director, board chair, or a nonprofit leader who believes in making a difference, join me as a newsletter subscriber. Visit SuccessfulNonprofits.com forward slash newsletter to sign up today. And now, friend, let me take you to the episode you've downloaded. Welcome to the Successful Nonprofits Podcast. I'm your host, Dolph Goldenberg, and this is our very special New Year's episode. If you have been a listener for the last two, three, or four years, you of course know that our episode closest to New Year's Eve is the one that we like to create a little montage. And for the most part, they have been compilations where we have gone back to guests during that year and asked them to share their New Year's resolutions with our listeners. Well, Lexi and I were kind of batting around some ideas for the New Year's compilation episode, and she had an incredible suggestion. She essentially said, why don't we ask our guests what 2020 has taught them? This is such a great idea for so many reasons, but the biggest one is that 2020 has been an incredibly tough year. Early in the year, we were hit with a pandemic unlike anything we have ever seen in our lifetimes that, quite frankly, has disrupted and interrupted life as we know it and ended life for hundreds of thousands of people. We also have faced a recession that does not seem to be getting better at this point. We've had a national reckoning with white supremacy, and that reckoning continues And of course, after what should be for many of us a celebratory election, we have the orange menace creating post-election turmoil in our democracy. So without a doubt, this has been a tough year. But we know, we just know this, that during tough times, we can learn new things. And during tough times, we can change how we do things and we can hopefully emerge from those times stronger. And that's why it made so much sense for us to ask our guests, what has 2020 taught you? How we created this episode is that we asked every guest that we recorded an episode with in the fall, what 2020 has taught them. 
and we would typically do it at the end of the recording session. And we just say, hey, if you got an extra two, three, four, five minutes, we'd love to record this with you. And the vast majority of guests were able to stay on just a little bit longer so that we could record that episode. Now, the other thing before we jump right into the compilation that I just got to remind you is that in about 10 days, I am going to be launching the coaching group for executive directors to help their organizations thrive during the recession. One of the things we know when we look back on last recession and other recessions before that one, the second year is always harder than the first. In fact, when we look back on the last recession, in the 10th month of that reception, the banks collapsed. In the 11th month of that recession, the housing market literally imploded. And in the 12th month of that recession, the stock market plummeted to about 7,500. So we just know that chances are 2021 is going to be a more difficult year, not just from a financial perspective, from an operational and program delivery perspective, and from a people perspective than 2020 probably is. And as we're approaching this 10th month of the recession, you don't have to go it alone. And that's why I've created this coaching group. It is exclusively for executive directors. It is curriculum-based, and we've got 12 biweekly sessions, and each session's got a curriculum, and we're going to walk folks through everything from digging in on cash flow to finding more money to creating some crisis contingency plans and crisis communication plans. In addition, all of the participants are going to get an individual coaching session, obviously worksheets, tools, and licensed materials. If you're interested, head over to SuccessfulNonprofits.com. Just know, again, it starts in about 10 days and space is limited. And now, let's hear from that first guest who will share what they have learned from 2020. We spoke with Kristen Elworthy of Seven Hills Communication about how to become a media expert. And not just become a media expert, but how to make sure reporters want to work with you again and again, as well as how to craft your message for those reporters. Kristen, what has 2020 taught you? So 2020 has taught me the power of flexibility for almost everything in life. I have three little kids running a business, um, you know, clients that have to be flexible, um, and I'm a type A person. So I've learned how to flex and change and that it can actually be a super positive way to distill down what really are the priorities um, and be super efficient about your time. Awesome. And can you share just one or two tips around that flexibility that have helped you really get through, gosh, pretty much all of 2020? My biggest tip is block scheduling. Um, so taking the time out and understanding exactly what you're going to be doing at whatever time you're going to be doing it and being strict about it. And as a parent, I block schedule, like this is my kid time. This is my work time. And then that prevents my mom guilt or my work guilt from kicking in during those times and make sure that I have the time to do what I need to get done in the day. Listeners, you cannot see it. We, Kristen and I can see each other. I was just dancing on the video because I block schedule as well. And there is no way, no way I would get my work done or be a good spouse without block scheduling. So I'm so glad you shared that. 100% best thing I've ever done. 
a month or so ago, we had Trish Bachman on the podcast. She is a grant writing consultant extraordinaire and shared her burnout story and the lessons that she learned. Trish, what has 2020 taught you? 2020 has taught me that I am a better leader than I thought I was. This year, some things I've been working on have come together. I started a local chapter of GPA, the Grant Professionals Association here on Delmarva with a, with a group of like-minded leaders. I've also brought on a team to help me to better address the needs of my clients. I pulled somebody on with who is good at board governance, somebody who is good at storytelling, and somebody who is good at editing. And I've also pulled in a grant reviewer so that I can be more effective and I don't have to do everything myself. I have to say, the lesson of learning we don't have to do everything ourselves is a game changer. It was for me. So that would be my takeaway from this year is that I don't have to do everything and I don't have to be all things to all people. I love it. Trish, thank you so much and thank you for sharing. Bethany Planton of The Right Stuff Delaware, which is a grant writing consulting firm, came on the podcast to talk about her burnout story and tips that you can use to avoid burning out yourself. Bethany, what has 2020 taught you? It taught me a lot, but um, I think the thing that mostly rises to the surface and what I've been talking about with a lot of my friends is the need to be outside of my apartment, (laughs) whether that is going out on a walk or whether that is, you know, getting to meet a friend social distanced away, but seeing each other in person to really have good mental health, to be more productive. I need to be out of my space for at least some time every week. I love it. So it's a get out of our house, get out of our head, get out. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Nice. Very nice. Bethany, thank you so much. I loved my conversation earlier this year with B. Bocalandro, who was author of the book, Do Good at Work. And of course, we were talking with her about how you can feel more satisfied and fulfilled at your job. B, what has 2020 taught you? Planning is overrated. I think we spend a lot of time like, where are we going and how are we going to get there? And 2020 has obviously, you know, had no respect for any of our plans, right? And uh, I think the corollary to planning is overrated is that last minute planning, so last minute that it's actually all you're doing is really being present is underrated. You know, it's not to say that (laughs) I'm not going to plan after 2020, But I do think that there is so much, I I don't know, we Americans maybe or Westerners are just so focused on, you know, it's, it's just like, is this the fastest path? And am I still on the path? And we, we don't realize that something could happen. uh, Lots of things are going to happen and undermine the value of the ultimate goal anyway in some way or or change it or but also that there is so much 
beauty and fulfillment in whatever little place in the path it is, even if it looks like the path is just a dead end. I love that. And I do think you're right. So often we get so wrapped up in where we're going that we forget to enjoy the process of getting there. Right. Thank you. Yes, well said. Peter Chattel was on the podcast earlier this year and spoke about his 10 principles for profoundly positive performance. And after our recording session, of course, I just had to ask him what 2020 has taught him. And this is Peter's answer. You know, for me this year, probably the greatest learning has been the opening of my eyes to institutional pervasive racism in our country and in our system. And I'm still in the process of discovering and exploring just how institutionalized it is and how I uh, need to get involved in dismantling uh, racism. But uh, it, that has been a huge part of 2020 for me. We're in something I would refer to as the exponential era. So one of the gifts of COVID, and don't you know, there's great tragedy with COVID, uh, but one of the gifts is we are all getting the opportunity to experience what it is to live with something that's exponential in its growth or potential growth. And uh, I, I think we're well into the exponential era with climate change, for instance. So we can anticipate that change you know, in climate will get faster and it'll be more challenging to respond to. What is troubling me the most is the exponential growth in the economic divide, quite frankly. So this has been an, another aha. As I read the headline or article of the billionaires in the United States making close to a trillion dollars in the first 12 weeks of COVID. This is not sustainable, and I'm, I'm greatly concerned about this. So this is another reason why I'm you know, putting my stake in the ground and saying, I want to dedicate my capabilities, my background, my experience, my skill sets, tool sets to support nonprofits and helping the underserved. We've got to make some big changes in, in this world, uh, both to address climate change, uh, but also to address the inequities in our economic system. And uh, I don't have answers, but I know that's where I'm going to be putting my energy and efforts moving forward. So this has been a, it's been a profound year, absolutely profound year, uh, giving me greater clarity and definition of my life's purpose. And I am a purpose-led individual, as you, you know. So this has refocused me. I, I, I tell people when I left the Coca-Cola company five years ago, the subject line of my email leaving was rewiring, not retiring. Well, I feel like after five years, I am rewired, and now I'm refired. I am fired up. Peter, it sounds like 2020 has been such a profound year for you, and I love your concept of being rewired and refired for justice and social equity. Thank you, and I hope 2021 is an amazing year where you continue to move things forward. Well, thank you so much, and I, I wish the same for you. Megan Landris joined us on the podcast to talk about crushing your student loan debt so you can live a better life. And Megan, I wanted to ask you, what has 2020 taught you? Well, 2020 has taught me that people are resilient. And I think 
resilient in their finances and their personal life and uh, economical disasters, <laughs> you know, <laughs> pandemics. Um, but I, I think I've learned that, you know, it's amazing how people can adapt so quickly and how they can pivot their plan to make whatever they were, they were shooting for, or whatever their goals were, you know, how they can still make those happen or how they can adjust um, to get through whatever that, that season of hardship is. I think it's amazing how strong people are. That is such a good observation on 2020, and you are 100% right. Megan, thank you so much. Thank you. Listeners, it seems appropriate that I also share with you what 2020 has taught me. And as I look back over the arc of this year, first, I feel incredibly privileged and fortunate and lucky that the year has not been as bad for me as it has been for so many people in our country and on our planet. But here is what I have learned from the difficulties that I've experienced and also from the difficulties that I've seen other people experience this year. We are all stronger. We are all more resilient and more creative than we think we are. When times get really hard, we have to double down on compassion and humanity. And that's not just compassion and humanity for the people around us, although that is absolutely critically important. It's also doubling down on compassion for ourselves. Many of us find ourselves working from home in less than ideal conditions. Many of us find ourselves stressed out and strained by everything that is going on around us. And that is the time that we've got to take a moment and find compassion for ourselves and give ourselves a break sometimes because, you know, we don't always get it right and we're not always perfect, but we are striving to be better. And for me, that also means that when we are able to be compassionate to ourselves, we can tap into deep wells of grit and perseverance. And from that, we emerge stronger. So you have not yet heard from Rob Bisegli. He is the Chief Executive Officer of Action for Healthy Kids. And the reason you've not yet heard from him is we interviewed him in November, and his episode will not air until the week of, I think, January 14th or something like that. But I am so happy to be able to ask Rob this question and to bring his answer to you. As I've already said, he's the CEO of Action for Healthy Kids. He is a visionary, charismatic chief executive who has successfully led his organization for 13 years through the Great Recession, the pandemic, and the recession that was a part of the the pandemic as well. So, Rob, what has 2020 taught you? Yeah, the first thing comes to mind is a quotation from Albert Einstein, which is something like, I'll paraphrase, you can't solve a problem at the same level of consciousness that created it. You must see the world anew. Uh, And when I heard that again recently, I thought to myself, that's exactly how I feel uh, this year going through this entire situation, is that we need to think about things at an entirely different level to move our societies, our communities, and our country forward. 
I have spent so much of my career leading and consulting with LGBTQ plus organizations, and I have had the pleasure of meeting so many dynamic leaders within the LGBTQ plus community who are doing amazing work and are changing the world. When I say dynamic leader who's changing the world, one of the very first people in our community that I think about is Andy Mara, who's the chief executive at the Transgender Legal Defense and Education Fund, a nonprofit law firm and advocacy group based out of New York, but doing their work around the nation. We were so lucky to be able to sit down with her back in December, and we produced a great episode on ways that your organization can create a more trans-inclusive organization. So, Andy, what has 2020 taught you? 2020 has been a roller coaster. Uh, And for most of us, it's been the scariest roller coaster of our careers. Uh, Being able to navigate the pandemic quickly, um, being able to financially weather the storm um, that we are still in, Um, and also being um, positioned to take care of our staff as well as um, our stakeholders, the broader stakeholders that make up our organization in light of the the uprisings, uh, in light of um, uh, the violence. Uh, It's been a difficult year, but I think what I have learned about myself this year is that creative leadership is incredibly important Um, in navigating uh, times of uncertainty, especially when there are a multitude of uncertainties that we are are dancing around. Um, And what I mean by that is in times of crisis like that we are in right now, um, oftentimes the the traditional playbooks that we have followed are not not the answers um, to the solutions that we need. Like many organizations across the country, Uh, We have an in-person gala, a sit-down dinner, and we had to quickly make the decision of whether or not um, we we go virtual or we do something um, else. You know, we took a calculated risk and we decided to do an in-person event that we converted a dinner, a 300 or 400 person dinner, into an exhibition that had time, time entry and was ticketed so we can control a small number of groups that would be able to um, visit this exhibition with installations, no contact surfaces, um, nothing to touch, lots of room for people to move around so they wouldn't be uh, packed together. Um, and also we converted our catering budget into charcuterie baskets. So we, instead of running away from the challenges that have been thrown at us, we've actually run towards them um, and we have quickly adapted um, to to the moment. And I think that what's been incredibly heartening is that even though we have made made some calculated risks, not only have we come out better for them, but we have also seen uh, our colleagues uh, in the movement and in other nonprofit organizations reach out to us for um, best practices and our learnings um, as we've navigated everything that all of us are, are, are dancing around right now. That's incredible. And Andy, I just have to reflect, it's really been your creative leadership that's kept the Transgender Legal Defense and Education Fund moving forward, but also not only 
kept you moving toward the mission, but actually moving you even faster toward the end goal of your mission. So kudos to you. In October of 2020, I recorded an incredible conversation for the podcast with Alan Mackey. And you may remember, if that episode has already been published, that it was about definitively measuring your impact. We do plan pretty far in advance, so there's also a possibility that it's just about to be released. But nevertheless, I wanted to bring the answer to this question to you listeners as well. Alan, what has 2020 taught you? Well, I think that there's been two dominant stories in 2012. One was the pandemic, and the other was Black Lives Matter. And I think there's probably two things that they've taught me. One, the pandemic really threw um, expertise and data into contention with our politicians, um, and they chose to disregard the science in many cases. And I think you can look at countries that followed the science and countries that didn't, and you can draw your own conclusions. Um, I'm not saying that the science and the modeling are a holy grail, and the science at the time we're speaking is still emerging, and we, we've got to know things, um, but we're knowing things better, but you just can't ditch expertise in science. The second thing on BLM, the Black Lives Matter movement has thrown across the globe in the UK and the US, the um, status, particularly of African-American uh, people in the US or, or, or black British people in the UK within the criminal justice system. And we have long known that there are disparities in the way in which these communities are treated. Um, my colleague, Jack Cattell, did an interesting piece of analyses, uh, which is really designed to help professionals within the criminal justice system understand the biases. I don't believe these are bad people. There will be some bad people in the system, but most cops, most probation officers, most lawyers, most judges think they're doing the right thing. But if they begin to look at the data um, and use the data to help them make accountable decisions, justifiable decisions, I hope we begin to reduce the, these biases which really affect real lives and um, particularly for young men, um, can really change the greater outcomes in their lives just because people aren't guided by the data to make accountable decisions. So those are two things um, I think 2020's taught me. Thank you so much. Katia Mixon is CEO of New American Pathways in Atlanta, Georgia, an organization that serves refugees and immigrants. And we spoke with her earlier in the year about building partnerships and collaborations, and specifically about the Coalition of Refugee Service Agencies in Atlanta. Padia, what has 2020 taught you? 2020 has taught me that we are capable of pivoting on a dime. Um, I am so immensely impressed with um, the people that I work with every day and all of the other organizations that work in this field in Georgia um, because uh, we went virtual so fast and uh, with a group of people who are incredibly scared of technology and 
the commitment to the client and the fact that we really love what we do pushed us and, and we did it. And it made me a little less afraid to make a big change. That's awesome. Thank you. Deb Stallings came on the podcast and had a conversation with us about coaching and specifically about co-active coaching. And when that episode was over, we asked her, what has 2020 taught you? Boy, I think probably one of the biggest things 2020 has done for me is I, um, when I was a kid, my, my dad used to say, if you want to make God laugh, make a plan. And so I think I have seen that, though I lost my dad um, a couple of years ago. I've thought of him so many times um, when I've been frustrated or um, just, you know, um, sad about how my, cha- how my plans in 2020 didn't work out, you know, the way I thought they would. I had travel plans all year um, and, you know, I wound up staying home and working a lot more than I planned to, um, but finding, really finding a way to make the best of um, the situation that life has offered us. And I see that around me all the time. I am completely inspired by fellow humans who are um, just doing the same thing, just trying to get through it. We recorded an episode with Amanda Woomer about measurement and evaluation. And at the end of that episode, we asked her what 2020 taught her. Well, uh, like most people, 2020 has thrown me for a loop. Uh, But I think the thing that I've learned is that there's an opportunity in every situation. Um, My team and I had to go full remote, whereas I was traveling a lot before to work face to face. This provided us all with an opportunity to learn new online tools. We've been using Mural, for example. Um, It also offered us an opportunity to learn how to do remote facilitation better. So there are a lot of skills that I've been able to develop that I never would have been able to develop before. Um, So learning to see everything as an opportunity was definitely the thing I learned in 2020. That is our New Year's episode for 2021. And listeners, I just want to take a moment before we close out the episode and say thank you for being with me on the journey this year. I continue to be immensely grateful that you share your time with me by downloading the podcast and listening to it. Even though I've only spoken with or met a fraction of our listeners, I value you and I want you to have a great, successful, happy, and joy-filled 2021. So please join me in doubling down on compassion for those around us and for ourselves and join me in doubling down on making sure that 2021 is a good year for us all. I am not an accountant nor an attorney, and neither I nor the Goldenberg Group provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. This episode is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for tax, legal, or accounting advice. If you find yourself in need of such counsel, please reach out to a licensed 
competent professional and get the advice you need.